feel like when you get to the place where nobody cares and you feel like you get lonely, you feel like nobody's thinking of you when you get down on your down on yourself um, and you feel like God is not there with you, I have the remedy. I said, I have a remedy. How many like remedies? Because I love this. This is an answer. Now, this is the answer not necessarily you would want. But look, let's look at Matthew 28, verse number 16. And the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Guess the Bible tells us right there that they were exactly where Jesus told them to go. So they took direction from God to go to this place. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. In other words, they were already there where God told them to be because they knew Jesus was going to show up. Okay? So Jesus was there, and they saw him. They worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them. Now, if God told you to go somewhere, and you waited there, when you saw Jesus, and then he finally showed up, you're thinking, okay, now I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And then he says something to them very profound, which we all can many quote. And Jesus came and spake unto them and says, all power. Everybody say, all power. Now, that would be a nice entrance. You walk into a group of people and say, all power. Who is this guy? All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, that's quite an entrance. That's an opening statement right there. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. In verse number 19, he didn't mince words. He says, go ye therefore. And teach all nations. Another word there is disciple all nations. Baptizing them in the name. What is the name? The name of Jesus. Of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost. And then the, the sentence does not stop. It's a continuation of the same sentence. It says teaching them or disciple them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And here's the thing doesn't stop there is a comma when you get down on yourself and you feel like the Lord doesn't even hear he says lo I am with you but for the Lord for you to understand that the Lord is with you and you feel the presence of the Lord with you you got to go back to the first word of verse number 19 it says go I have found that if I go the Lord's going to be with me so when I feel lonely and I feel like I'm not anything, I simply say, Lord, help me to go. And when I go, the Bible says, I will be with you. So when I don't feel like going, I go anywhere anyway because I want to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. In other words, I'll be with you if you go. You do, if you go exactly where I tell you, if you do what my word says to do, if you go, I will be with you, and I will be with you until I come again, until you can come to heaven with me. At verse 18, it says, all power. That power means all authority. Everybody say authority. I'm thankful that I serve a God that has all power, but he also has all authority. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the Lord for that. So don't be afraid of going the wrong way. 
if you're in the Word of God and you're doing the express Word of God, you're not doing the wrong thing. You do what the Word of God says, and He will be with you. Everybody say amen. Amen. That was not in my thoughts for today, but let's go to Luke chapter number 6. I would not be long today. I'm aware of the time, and I'm aware that what the Lord has planted in our heart as a church so far in this um, ministry. Um, thankful. I, I do not want to be, can I say it? I, I do not want to be a part of a church that's a, a church that just wants to come to church. I'm not interested in just coming to church. We are the church. I said we are the church. We need to have the mindset again. I'll repeat it till God comes. We are the Monday morning church. We are not a Sunday morning church. If we have the mindset that we're a Sunday morning church, that you are limiting your growth in the kingdom of God. Because you will go to an extent where it's comfortable, but you won't go where it gets uncomfortable. God is calling us to go to the places that sometimes we feel uncomfortable. Luke chapter number 6. I think this goes well with what I wanted to speak to you today. And I, I come to a completely different direction than I was going to go as I was studying last night. So I just need a little bit of patience as I go through the Word of God here today from you. And I want us to, to read this Word. Luke chapter number 6, verse number 48. He is like a man. Everybody say a man. Which built a house and dig deep and had laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. Everybody say rock. But he that heareth and doeth not. I think we talked about that a little bit earlier about taking the word of God and just hearing and not doing it, not obeying is like a man that without a foundation, everybody say foundation. If you don't have the Word of God in you, and in order to get the Word of God in you is that you need to obey the Word of God. Just listening to the Word of God and reading it is not making it your foundation. Just believing it is not making it a foundation because the devil believes. There's a lot of people that believe in God but the world is falling apart. What does it mean to have the Word of God as my foundation? That means I obey the Word of God and put it in my life. And when I put it in my life and I go and I do what the Word of God says, it becomes a foundation. It becomes a foundation. Let's read on. Verse number 49. He that heareth and doeth not is like a man without a foundation, built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. There are many trials in this world. There are many tests that you're going to come in contact with and go through. But if you don't have the foundation of Jesus Christ, you will fall. I said you will fall. I'm going to say it again. You will fall. That's why it's important to get the Word of God in your life and understand where your foundation is. Let's go to another scripture. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 
chapter number 3. 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. Let's go to verse... Let's go to verse number 9. If we are laborers together with God. Everybody say, with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. We are God's building, but we're, who's the foundation? It's got to be God himself. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, unto a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man that take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. For if any man build upon this foundation of gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, that the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Verse number 16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, do you know that when you put the word of God in you and you build a foundation upon the words of God, the expressed words, the expressed eternal word of God, you will last in this world. But if you do not and you choose to put your life in the hands of man, if you put your life in the hands of situations or put your hands in the hands of the goods of this world that will corrupt, that, will, that, that, that thieves can break through and steal, you will find yourself in a place without a foundation and being shaken in your life. Now, I will say this, there's nobody in this room that has not been shaken at the very core and the foundation of your life. Somebody say amen. All of us have had trials. We've all had tests and things that we've had to go through, things that, that we did not see a way out. But when I am in the presence of God and I understand the word of God, that my world could be upside down, but my feet is on a firm foundation, which is Christ Jesus. That I may bend with the wind. I may, I may sway just a little bit when things get tough. But my feet are rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus Christ. There has got to be something within us. That there are people that are tired of being tossed to and fro in this earth. You're getting tired of having the world cast judgment upon your life. I am calling for people. People that are tired of the tossing of the waves. Tired of your ship being tossed to and fro. And being about to be submerged in this ocean of life. I'm looking for a person that will say, I'm throwing in the towel that this world has given me. And I'm raising up a standard of the Lord Jesus Christ got to be something within our spirit that says I need to be bought with a price and that price needs to be Jesus Christ. I am looking for people here today that says I may not understand exactly how I got here. I may not understand what tomorrow holds but the old saying says I know who holds tomorrow. I know if I put my help myself in the hands of Jesus Christ and everything will work itself out. Okay, let's go to the book of Ephesians. 
book of Ephesians is a beautiful book as Paul writing to the Ephesians, writing to uh, these fine people. And Paul begins to write in this first chapter of the book, and he starts at verse number 3. Well, I'll start reading to verse number 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Everybody say, in Christ. There's something to be said when the Bible says in Christ. I have to be in Christ. You want to have the blessings of God, you need to define yourself to be in Christ. And when you are in Christ and Christ be in you and his word is in you and though you can live a blessing life because God begins to protect you from the onslaught of this world. God can put you in heavenly places in Himself or in Christ. Verse number four, according as He hath chosen us in Him, everybody say in Him, before the foundation of the world, before He even created the heavens and the earth, He created something in His Spirit that says, I'm going to create man and I want them to have the foundation that is not found of this world. I want them to have a foundation in me. The foundation of the world that we should not we should be holy without blame before him. I'm here to tell you today that we need to be founded and have a foundation in Jesus Christ. One scripture says that before the foundation of the world was ever, Jesus was, God was. What is that saying? That means this world can will come and it certainly will go. I cannot put my foundation in the things of this world because those things will come to an end. So I need to put my foundation. I need to build something that's beyond what I see, beyond my surroundings. And if I do that, if I put my hands and my heart and my life in the one thing that's infinite, that's all powerful, that has everything this world could ever want to be or desire to be, if I go out beside my, the four walls of my eyes and what I have somehow accumulated through life, if I can push past all those things and get just one touch of the foundation in Jesus Christ, then all things will come to pass in an order that God has desired for us in our life. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Wednesday nights we've been talking about the foundation of the world. But we find, and I've said it and I'll preach it till the cows come home or Christ comes back, whichever's first, or both, is that when God created the foundation of this world, he created the heavens and the earth. He created the, the animals. He created uh, the firmament. He created uh, the, the, the herb-bearing uh, seeds. He created... Uh, the, 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 the grass that grew, the trees, all these things he did. But he, he did something different when it comes to man. He did something different with them than anything else. The Bible says he breathed into, the, uh, into man and made him a living soul. Why did he do that? Because he was putting a foundation in them that says, hey, you're going to need something greater than this world. This world will go away. This world will get tough. But I'm going to breathe into you the breath of life that only I can give and you're going to rise above it if you receive the breath of life the 
foundation of the world. Yes, according to him before the foundation of the world. That is all great and grand. And I, I love the things of this world. And there's a lot of great things to be a part of. And that's all fun and game. It all, all can be fun and games sometimes. But when, the, when it comes down to brass tacks, ladies and gentlemen, i got to have my sure foundation in Jesus Christ. In other words, as Christ, as God made man, he breathed into us and made us a living soul. When I go to him in prayer, I say, God, I need you to breathe the breath of life into me once again. I need to go back to the foundation of who you wanted me to be. I need to go back to that solid rock of your breath and your spirit in my life. That's why the word of God goes full circle. It goes from Genesis 1 all the way to Acts chapter number 2. When the Bible says, uh, they, as, as, as they were all in court in one place, uh, God began to pour out His Spirit upon them as a rushing mighty wind. Uh, God, that is like the second wind of the Holy Ghost began to flow through them. And God, they begin to, to speak in other tongues as God give them the utterance only when He began to breathe on them once again with the wind of the Holy Ghost. What is this foundation? The foundation is the breath and the Spirit of God in our life. I cannot live in this world without the presence of God. This Bible was not written about God, but it was the revelation of who God is that man wrote about. Man wrote under the inspiration of God. Man wrote under the inspiration that, and we have talked about it on Wednesday night, and, I, and I'll be mentioning our Wednesday night lessons throughout on Sundays because I want to kind of bridge the gap with some of the words and some of the things that we have talked about on Wednesday night. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got to understand that Jesus Christ did not come to this earth just to be an ordinary man. He came to loose the foundation of your sin so you can come to the foundation of knowing who he is in your life. Paul was declaring it in Ephesians chapter number 1 before the foundation of the world. Let's go back to Luke chapter number 6. The story of this man. Verse number 43. We'll read back just a little bit further. For a good tree bringeth forth, bringeth not forth corrupt fruit. Neither doth a corrupt tree bringeth forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of bramble bush gather they grapes. If I go to the apple store, I expect to see apples. If I go to an apple orchard, there was a, we went to an apple orchard this past fall, I expected to pick some apples. I did not expect to go out there and pick oranges. I went out there because it was going to be an apple. And if I somebody says that's an apple tree, the expectation is for that tree to bear forth apples. It is not under the uh, it's not under the uh, understanding that if I put an apple tree in the ground and watch it grow that I expect oranges. That's not the way it should happen. Let what should happen is if I plant an apple tree, I get apples. Or if I plant an orange tree, I get oranges. Or if I plant herbs, I should receive herbs. Verse number 45, A good man out of good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Here's, here's the, the principle here that I like is that what my foundation is in and what I am rooted in is what eventually is going to come out. 
What you put your time and your treasure into is what you're going to reap the benefits of. If you put your treasure in the things of this world, don't expect God's blessings. Let me just put it that way. If you put your treasure and your time and all your care into this world, don't come complaining to the man of God saying, why isn't God blessing me? Because you're not rooted and grounded in what is good. But if I, the Bible does say, but if I, if I have a good treasure of this heart, it will bring forth which is good. Ladies and gentlemen, if I want to receive the blessings and if I want to have the, the, the heart of God, then I need to be rooted in his word and with his spirit. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Verse number 46. And why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? I said it uh, earlier on. The word of God is meant to be obeyed, not just read and just thought about. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. In other words, you do my word. You do what the word of God says, and I'm going to show you something. And let's read this story again. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation upon a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. There was an altar up front here that you can start digging at. There was a place in your spirit that your soul can go to and say, God, I'm going to get out the shovel here a little bit. And I'm going to clean my heart up with a, a word of prayer and some repentance. And say, God, I, I, my foundation was built on so many things of this world. And God, through repentance, I'm going to dig that stuff out. And I'm going to pull this stuff out of my spirit so you can put something new in my life. You see, what repentance is, is digging a new foundation. And sometimes digging a new foundation is not very fun. Because sometimes the whole house needs to move. When the foundation is cracked, they have to bring in these big joists, these big jacks, and, and try to lift the weight of the house up off the foundation. And then they have to go in, and they have to clear out the foundation or get, try to repair the cracks and all these things and try to maybe put new things and new, new poles and new structure so the house can stand. Ladies and gentlemen, God is looking for a people that says, God, not my will, but thine will be done. I want to find an altar of prayer that says, God, created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit. That's what, what Dave, the psalmist David was praying. He would say, create in me a clean heart and renew a right. What does that mean? It says, God, there's some things that I chose that are not right. There's some things that I, I decided I wanted, and I know they're not right in your sight. So I'm saying, I'm done with my own desires. I'm done with my own feelings, and I want you to be in charge and have the right foundation in my Spirit. It's wonderful when you have a sure foundation. It's nice to know that this building that we're in right now has a nice concrete foundation. I would be interesting to see if we put a sign out front and says foundation crumbling, how many would actually come in the building? I saw a video on YouTube, and it was showed a Brazilian um, architecture, and there was a big apartment place, and people were going in with just a stick, and they could put a stick right through the wall. The outside of the building just began to fall for no apparent reason. 
their architecture. They, they, they sold them a, a bill of goods on kind of materials they had, but the materials were not going to hold up to the pressure of the building that they wanted to build. The foundation was no good, and the people had to leave because at, at no uncertain terms, at no, no warning at all, the building began to collapse. Ladies and gentlemen, if you put your treasures in this world, it certainly will collapse. It will certainly fall down all around you, and you'll be there picking up the pieces. But I want to take my time and go to an altar of prayer and say, God, create something new in me. I don't want to build it myself. I can't build it myself because if I build it, it will crumble and it will fall. But oh, if I find some grace and mercy in your sight and you fill me with your presence, God, let me have a sure foundation in you. A sure foundation. A heart that says, I can't build it. I need a builder and maker that is God. And we have to have the word of God in us to have that sure foundation, that breath of God who made us to be a living soul also who wants to breathe into us the presence of God in our life. I cannot do it on man's wisdom. I have to do it on God's wisdom and his mercy and his grace. Would you stand with me today? First Timothy chapter number six, verse number 19 says, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Ladies and gentlemen, and for me to have eternal life, I need to be founded and have the foundation of Jesus Christ. Have his word, his spirit within me. When God created man, he created us for the, for the express purpose to worship him. But some of us do not have the aptitude or the strength to worship him like we really want to worship him. It's because we don't have a good repentant heart that says, God, I need you now more than ever before. Everybody say repentance. I feel like I've been a little bit all over the place here today in this message. I guess what I'm really trying to say is I need to repent. That's the emptying out of my spirit. It's a, it's a complete turnaround about face in my walk. It says, God, what I have built thus far, it ain't worked out so good. I got to try something else. But the woman with the issue of blood, she had spent all that she had. She found friends and neighbors. She spent all that she had and all the things trying to make it better. But she finally said, you know what? I'm going to try this man named Jesus because I, there's, there's a history of him healing people. There was evidence. There was testimonies of what God had done. There was testimonies of what he has done in other people's lives. So I'm going to give him a chance. Let me tell you today, if you're on the fence of giving the Lord a chance, let me tell you that there are testimonies all around us here today that can be a testimony to say God has done it for me and he can do it for you too. The Word of God says He is no respecter of person. It does not matter your background. It does not matter how much money you have in a bank account. It does not matter how, what, what, what nationality you are, what culture you come from. 
Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So therefore we all need an altar. We all need a conversation with the Lord. We all need that conversation with God that says, God, forgive me. Guess what happens when we ask God to forgive us? A sincere heart that says, God, forgive me. He says, okay, now I can deal with this heart. I can come into your spirit and begin to build something that is right in my sight. And I can be found righteous before him. And when I am found righteous before him and I've completely surrendered to him, God says, now I can fill you with my presence. He fills me with his presence. And then I can take on, when I walk out of this place, I can take on the spirit of Christ. And I can overcome the things of this world. Because I'm rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. In his spirit. I love you, Jesus. I wonder if we can pray right now and ask God to begin to touch us. Maybe you need to have a conversation with the Lord. and says, God, forgive me.